Hello, I'm Wendy Rigby, host of the podcast Texas BioBites from Texas Biomed. Today we're talking about malaria, a mosquito-borne disease that kills hundreds of thousands of people around the world every year. Scientist Dr. Ian Cheeseman of Texas Biomed specializes in the genetics of the parasite that causes malaria. His newest study, published in the journal Genome Biology and Evolution, was recently highlighted in the Editor's Choice section of the prestigious journal Science. I talked to Dr. Cheeseman about the study and his passion for tackling malaria. So what exactly is malaria? So uh, malaria is a eukaryotic pathogen. So it's not a virus and not a bacteria. It's a little bit bigger, a little bit more complex, kind of most similar to something like yeast. But it is a single cell. Um, It infects you by the bite of a female mosquito when it is feeding for blood to uh, um, help grow its eggs. Um, And it gets transmitted from the mosquito into the bloodstream where it goes to the liver, will develop for a short time, and then burst out into the bloodstream. And that's when you start to see the symptoms of malaria start to arise. What are those symptoms? So the symptoms are primarily things like fever. Um, it's, it's quite general in its kind of uh, least deadly form. Large amounts of fever, anemia. Um, in the more dangerous forms of malaria, you can have severe respiratory distress and ultimately cerebral malaria where the parasite sequesters in the brain and eventually this can lead to death. Why malaria? Why is this an area of interest for you? Essentially, I wanted a career that was going to be able to combine some travel to interesting tropical places, hopefully doing something a little good and infusing a bit of genetics in there too. And this kind of combined everything for me personally. What are the challenges for treating and controlling malaria? The major challenge that we have emerging right now is drug resistance. Um, In... Southeast Asia, uh, in the last 10, 15 years or so, uh, resistance to the major drug that's used to treat malaria called artemisinin has emerged and is starting to spread across the landmass from Southeast Asia into India. Uh, And the fear is that that will spread globally and really undermine our efforts to treat malaria, particularly in sub-Saharan Africa, where we see the vast burden of falciparum malaria, which is the most deadly form of malaria. Where and when was this study published? The study um, in question is called High Resolution Single Cell Sequencing of Malaria Parasites. Um, And this study came about, um, it's the development of of a new technique that we have been pioneering called single cell sequencing, which is where we take an individual cell, we crack it open, get to the genome of it, we amplify up that DNA, and we perform high throughput genome sequencing to understand the complete genome sequence of that individual parasite. So I should back up slightly. The reason why we need to do this is because malaria infections are complex. They contain multiple genetically distinct parasites. And when we perform bulk genome sequencing of those infections, it's really hard to know exactly which mutation goes with which genetic background. So you can be infected with more than one kind But these are essentially kind of as different as you or I. They're just relatives which live in the same infection, or sometimes distant relatives, sometimes close relatives. So one mosquito could give you several different strains of malaria? That's right. And actually one of the 
um, interesting features that we've seen in the past is that these parasites may be different in important ways. They may bear different drug resistance genes, for instance. So you may have a parasite or multiple parasites. One will be killed by one drug, one will, will be killed by a different drug. In the future, could this be used as some sort of a test for people who are infected, or what is the usefulness of this? So as it currently stands, this method is quite laborious, slow, and expensive. And it's not something which can be easily brought into the field. So currently, we're using this to understand basic features of malaria infection. We've never really been able to go into infections before and understand how many different strains are in there, how related they are to each other, exactly what is going on and how that may be driving the outcome of an infection. What is single cell sequencing? So this is um, an area which has gotten an incredible amount of attention in uh, genetics recently. So there's been a number of technological advances which mean that we're able to first perform whole genome sequencing where we can take the genome of an individual, shatter it up into lots of little pieces, and then reconstruct all the variation that is occurring within that individual. And secondary to that, we also have approaches to amplify up minuscule amounts of DNA so that we have enough material to perform this process. And so that's important, right? When you're talking about like a single cell you're getting from the blood of someone who's infected with malaria. Absolutely. So the sort of amounts that we're dealing with, I think the analogy I normally use is we start off with the amount of DNA that's equivalent to a feather, and what we need for sequencing is the amount of DNA that you need for an F-150. So we need incredible amounts of amplification to get the raw material for this genome sequencing tool. What allows you to amplify? So there is an enzyme that's called Phi29, which performs multiple strand displacement amplification, which is basically just a fancy way of saying the enzyme will attach to a strand of DNA and replicate it. How does this happen physically? So what we essentially do is, is we will receive samples from, um, in this case, Malawi. Um, we will uh, thaw them in our lab. We can grow malaria parasites in culture hoods at Texas Biomed. And then as the parasite lives in red blood cells, one of the real um, quirks of red blood cells is they lack human DNA. They're just basically just kind of bags of hemoglobin. So we have a dye which stains DNA. So we can work out which of these red blood cells has malaria parasites in them use a tool called flow cytometry to isolate individual cells. Dr. Ali Udia explains why flow cytometry is helpful. It's really useful because actually we're working on malaria parasites. So with the flow cytometry, when we sort cell, single cell genomics, so we can definitely see the diversity of the clones that we have. This is like really useful to know the diversity of uh, malaria parasite infection. What happens to those single cells? Dr. Cheeseman explains. And we put those in test tubes, we crack them open by basically freezing them and thawing them, and then um, amplify up the DNA using this multiple strand displacement amplification. And after that, it's relatively routine to sequence them. Dr. Simon Trevino of Dr. Cheeseman's lab explains the significance of their just published paper. 
So as malaria scientists, we're very interested to know how malaria parasites uh, infect people. Um, and so in our new paper, we uh, developed a method to uh, sequence the entire genome of individual parasites um, in patients that uh, happen to be infected with, with many different kinds of parasites. So we can actually take individual malaria parasites and uh, sequence almost their entire genome. Um, before, we could only get bits and pieces, and that made it difficult to put the larger puzzle of uh, parasite diversity together. Is this technology, this method, something that can be transferable to other laboratories around the world? Yes, I, I think so. Um, others have taken similar approaches to retrieve the DNA of other single cell organisms, uh, but this hasn't been done yet for malaria, and so we're very excited to get that data back now. That's great. What, what happens from here? So we're very lucky in that we have uh, patient samples from different clinics in, in different areas. And um, basically, we're just going to use this method uh, many times over in order to get a sense of how these parasite populations uh, differ in different areas. Obviously, this is not technology you could use in the field or as a lab test. How would this basic science eventually help human health? So the more we know about basic questions uh, about malaria parasites, uh, such as their diversity, which parasites are mating with other parasites in the mosquito, the better we'll have a sense of uh, how to stop malaria spread and hopefully find new ways to mitigate some of the problems associated with, with the infection. So this really is one of the world's biggest health issues. Malaria is actually the leading cause of death by parasites worldwide. Dr. Cheeseman about the funding that helped generate this important research, and it turns out San Antonians planted the seed. So the pilot um, funding for this research came from Texas Biomedical Research Institute Forum um, grants, and subsequently we've, we've used that preliminary information to get funding from the National Institute's um, Allergy and Infectious Diseases. That seed grant, as they call it, did bear fruit. Absolutely, and it was a wonderful resource for for, for gathering that kind of crucial information that we need to get uh, further funding. The original f grant was for $40,000. And then the grant you got from the government? Uh, $1.8 So definitely a good investment. Absolutely. A very good return on investment, I'd say. Why are you passionate about this research? I think it really addresses um, a complete unknown in malaria research. Um, it's just fascinating for me to kind of kind of lift the lid and see what is going on within malaria infections. You've been listening to Texas Biobites from Texas Biomed. We're enhancing lives through discovery. Our passion is bringing science to you. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube, and visit our website, txbiomed.org. I'm Wendy Rigby. If you like what you're hearing, please subscribe. We'll bring you thought-provoking interviews and fascinating scientific developments every other week.